It is really good to be here at Christ Church today. In fact, it's good to be anywhere today. Because, as Patrick said, there was a time when I was almost killed in the war in Vietnam, but was blessed to come home. And 47 years ago, I was freed from prison, and 47 years ago in May, I showed up on this property for the first time as I was seeking to enter into studies for holy orders in this parish, only because they had received orders from the bishop to agree to, or de- to support me in that journey. I was ordained deacon here two years later and here in this aisle, kneeling before two bishops, Harold Gosnell of West Texas and Clarence Hobgood, the suffragan for the armed forces. And so freedom and in the, freedom means a lot to me. Independence, not so much. I think independence is a very elusive concept and it's something for which we were not created. We were created to be in community, to live together as people. And that even back as far as the creation, in that first creation story is very clear that in order for us to be in the likeness and image of God, we had to be both male and female. We had to be in community with other human beings. And so community, freedom to choose is more important than independence. None of us were, has ever been truly independent. The clothing that we wear was at least in part made by somebody else. Somebody had to pick the cotton, gin the cotton, weave the cotton, cut the cotton, make it into clothing. And that's true of any fabric. None of us creates the electricity that lights and heats our homes. We are truly interdependent We are not independent. We rely on each other. And no one came of their own free will to this continent, this country, seeking independence. Came seeking freedom. And those who were brought over as slaves, including perhaps my ancestors, I discovered that after the Battle of Culloden in Scotland, The men were rounded up and sold into slavery in North America, and I discovered the certain family was in one of those clans. And I had found earlier that the first certains came to North Carolina about that time. But freedom has become what we found when we came here. And freedom from that slavery has been important to us since the beginning. Alexander Hamilton wanted it abolished before the Constitution was signed. It is freedom that we seek, not independence. The same can be said about our worship. We don't come together as individuals. Our our worship song is not, I come to the garden alone. Our best worship song is, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. The bigger the crowd, the better the music. There are times when I want to go to the garden alone, but that's meditative and seeking direction. It is not so much worship 
in the community. And in this day of pandemic, we're, our community, as the church, are in our homes. But because we can participate on Facebook Live and YouTube and Wimeo and other, other efforts, now in this 21st century, we can be together in heart and soul, if not in person. Because it's together that we build our faith and we find our faith. Freedom is a gift from God. Freedom was given to Adam and Eve to choose. They were warned that some choices are not good and some choices will bring difficulties. They made a wrong choice, but still, they were protected from that other tree as they were driven out of the garden, the tree of eternal life, because can you imagine living forever knowing that you make evil choices? That would be too much. We're called to love God, but we have the freedom to turn our backs on God. And unfortunately, so often, we all do that from time to time. We have, God sent, Ab God sent Moses back to Egypt where he was a wanted man for murder in order to, bring the, to lead the people out of Egypt and into freedom. And once they got out in the desert, they complained. They complained about the bland diet. And I have to tell you, after spending only 100 days in prison, I got tired of cabbage soup twice a day. And so manna is the only thing to eat. They're pretty sure they got tired of it kind of quickly, and they started complaining. They complained they only had water to drink, and they didn't have spices. And still, they, were the, they, they and their, their progeny were led into the promised land to become a great nation. In Christ Jesus, we are freed from the wages of sin. But if you look at your own life, you know that you're not freed from sinning. One of the things that I love about the scripture is that the people of the scripture, the heroes and the villains alike, are presented in clear, bright light. And when we look at the heroes of scripture, both the Hebrew scriptures and the Christian scriptures, none of the heroes was perfect. And we need to avoid looking at the imperfections of our heroes in this country and getting rid of the whole person. The message that, that will eventually come home to roost is that any sinner has to be wiped off the face of the earth. And that will leave us depopulated. In the Episcopal Church, we, one of the baptismal promises we make is to seek and serve Christ in all persons, which is a harder thing than seeking and serving the evil in others. That's easy. That is so easy. And so we're called to look at each other, not for our flaws, but for the way in which, in spite of our flaws, Christ Jesus works through us to do good and wonderful things in the world around us. And that's what this country, I think, has been about. The founders of this nation were not perfect people either, any more than the, than the scriptural heroes from Abraham 
through Peter and Paul. The founders of this country were broken in individuals who thought they were doing the best they could. And as looking back on them, we can see the fissures in that. And we can look at only the evil that in the people of the past, or we can look at only the good in the past, but if we do either of those two things, we will never see how God was able to work through them to build this nation, to bring people of disparate nations from around the world who came here, either freely or under slavery, and see how God has worked through them to build this nation, the melting pot of God's creation as an example to the world around us. That's, that's our calling, I believe, as Christian people. And freedom, the freedom to be the people of God, the freedom to be truly American, if you will, is so easily lost. It's easily lost as we make wrong choices. Wisdom comes with age, they say. But wisdom mostly comes by messing up, by choosing the wrong thing and then learning from it and growing from it. And that's how we grow in Christ. We seek to serve Christ, to follow Christ, to do Christ's work in the world and discover after we've done our best that there have been unintended consequences, which by the way is the only law that's never been broken, the law of unintended consequences. And then instead of saying, oh me, I'm just a horrible person, saying, well, that didn't work out so well. That's not what I intended. What can I do different next time? How can I grow next time? How can I let Christ work through me to do his work in the world next time and give glory to God and accept our mistakes, accept our sinfulness, and turn away from it just like we promised when we were baptized? to repent and return to the Lord and seek the Lord's guidance and will. We have to make those choices. It doesn't come naturally. It's a, it's a process that is never, ever ending. And we must always acknowledge our faults and return to the Lord and try to do better next time. What we de deeply believe and what we teach in our church is that we are all the redeemed children of God. Redemption was accomplished on Good Friday. Redemption was accomplished by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we are called to live into that redemption as broken and sinful as we may be, to choose the better thing from time, for next time, to recognize that no, none of our choices will ever be turn out exactly the way we intended, that our choices will always have something go wrong. And we can lament that or we can learn from that and do better next time. Let us not choose to return to the, to the slavery of the past whether that slavery is to another human being, whether that slavery is to drugs and alcohol, whether that slavery is to bad relationships, whether that slavery is to, to jobs and professions that destroy and corrupt us. Whatever it is, turn away from all of that in order to find true freedom. 
Freedom can be simply one. It's not easy, but it is simple. The simple things are to go back and, and refer to our baptismal promises. Maybe every week to say, how can I do this? How can I live seeking and serving Christ in all persons, dead and alive? Politicians, business leaders, police, protesters, how do we seek and serve Christ in those with whom we may differ? How can we ask, how is it Christ is trying to lead me to, to newer and better things? And how is it in my life that Christ is trying to, to teach others better ways of being? In order to do that, I believe, we must kneel before the throne of grace and accept that Jesus Christ is what motivates us and continues to motivate us. We can look at our baptismal promises. We can look at the great, the great commandments. When Jesus con concentrated all the laws of Moses, eight, more than 800 laws in the Torah, into three, to love God, love neighbor as yourself, and then tightened it down even more, made it even more difficult when he said, a new commandment I give you, and that is to love each one another as I have loved you. To love one another enough to be willing to lay down your life for their salvation. When Peter, when Jesus asked Peter if he loves him, Jesus says to him, then feed my sheep. Care for those who hunger and thirst, not only for food and drink, but for righteousness. Hunger and thirst for freedom. Hunger and thirst for a better way of living and a better way of being part of a great community. So on this festival weekend, when we celebrate 244 years of nationhood, which took longer, unless you want to count the end of the, the, the Revolutionary War as the beginning of our nation, or the end of the War of 1812 as the beginning of our nation, but from the time of the Declaration of Independence, 244 years, as we celebrate that beginning in our life together. Let us commit to the founding principles because the principles still live to pursue a more perfect union that everyone can have the benefits of true freedom. And let us seek the freedom, but true freedom as we teach, as Jesus says, in whose service is perfect freedom. That's where we find it, in the service to our Lord Jesus Christ. And as long as we hold on to Jesus Christ with a hand and hold on to our brothers and sisters with our other hand, perhaps, perhaps we can find true freedom as we go forward as a nation, working together to be a light to all the nations that freedom exists in Christ Jesus. Amen.